and, and just because both of y'all apostolic don't mean y'all compatible either. Come you know, on. let's talk Preach about that. Right. So, That's come true. On. You know, just, just because y'all both made, I mean, baptized in Jesus' name don't mean y'all, y'all are compatible. Y'all are both compatible either. Welcome back to another episode of Pew Babies, your apostolic millennial podcast. I'm Ron. And I'm Church Clap. And I'm Mike, also known as the Apostle to the Food. And I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. Amen. How's your week been? How's everything going? Everything has been kind of uh, busy and stressful. I just can't wait for stuff to slow down a little bit. How about you, Apostle? Been good. Um, it's been a little bit of a. It actually hasn't been too much of a too much of a bad week. It's actually been a pretty good week. I've um, been busy at work, but um, I've been busy with my soup business. Because it hasn't been crazy. It's actually been bearable. How about you, Ron? It's been good. I think the last time I really got to see you guys was when we were in California. So. Yay. I was so happy. Um, but yeah, back to work, back to being busy, but feeling refreshed. So that's good. Um, Mike, do you have anything for us this week? So, yes, I do have a um, church this week. So it is the Refuge Temple Church of Columbia, South Carolina. That is the Southern Regional Headquarters uh, of the Church of Our Lord Jesus Christ under the leadership of Bishop Sylvester K. Reed. They're located on 4450 Argent Court, Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, you can find all of their service times via Facebook at Refuge Temple uh, Columbia or RefugeTempleSC.com. If you have a apostolic church to submit to us or apostolic business, please reach out to us at pewbabies at gmail.com. Amen, amen. Clap. Do we have any church announcements this week? Yes, we do have some announcements. Let's start with the one that's been burning on uh, social media so far. So uh, Chandler Moore. So worship leader Chandler Moore uh, posted inappropriate wedding posts and everybody is angry about it. So um, there was a derogatory <laughs> picture <laughs> posted <laughs> by Chandler, by Mr. Moore. Okay. We know more from Maverick City Music. You know, he did a lot of collaborations with them and yeah, people weren't really keen to this twerking photo of his wife twerking, I guess, on him. The picture has been labeled as distasteful and inappropriate for public consumption. Any thoughts about that? Um, first, I want to say congratulations, Chandler, and to his wife for getting married. That's great. I'm sorry that you had to deal with this on your honeymoon. That sucks. <laughs> Um, it was funny because I was actually talking to my cousin about this and I was like, I don't find the picture like horrible. I mean, they're married. I don't know. The church is still very taboo about like what married people can and can't do, I guess. And my cousin, she raised the point that, you know, certain things are just need to be in the bedroom and not made to the public. I, I see where she's coming from. I, I think people just need to mind their business, but. Definitely. Congratulations, Chandler. Um, your suit looked amazing, by the way. 
definitely shout out to Reach Fresh for designing mm-hmm. that suit. Did an amazing job. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> I saw the picture. I didn't really see anything wrong with the picture. Um, they're married. Looked like they were just having a good time, having fun. Um, and I do agree to some degree that some some things should be you know left in the bedroom. However, like looked like they were just having all funny games. If they were you know, doing something where they would just took a picture and their tongues was down each other's throat. I might would have had a little bit more of a problem with that. But other than that, I mean, I don't see anything wrong. However, you know, I get there's some very stiff church people out there. And so, you know, hey, we're going to always have those barriers. We're going to always have those different opinions. So stiff and also maybe racist. Yes. Um, I think race had a lot to do with it too. That's what I meant to mention. Race, I think race had a lot to do with it as well. Um, because you know, he married someone outside of his race. I think people were a little bit upset about that. Again, congratulations, Chandler. That's none of our business. <laughs> Mary, what you guys gonna do on your honeymoon? Uh, it's none of our business. I don't have a dog in that fight. So my thoughts, I agree with both the both the uh I lean more towards ron's cousin um i think that that photo i mean my thing is that you gotta be careful you really got to be careful you have children listening to your music and following you on ig and some of them haven't been exposed to stuff like that so their favorite worship leader or artist exposes them to something or you know puts an image up there they're gonna be asking mom what's that and you're like uh that's what married couples do yeah but then (laughs) <laughs> they're gonna be like oh we're married they're gonna play married on a, on a, on a recess field or is it yeah but anyway so we're gonna move on so another thing is um so judge katanji i think it's like his name katanji brown jackson could possibly become the first black woman to serve on the supreme court so the senate on monday voted 53 to 44 to confirm judge katanji brown katanji i'm not saying her name please forgive me Katanji Brown Jackson to be a U.S. Circuit judge for the D.C. Circuit. The 1996 Harvard Law graduate, former public defender, and former law clerk to Supreme Court Justice Stephen G. Breyer. Breyer, I said it again. Breyer <laughs> has served as a judge on the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia since she was appointed by Barack Obama in 2013. She will now take the place of uh, Merrick Garland, uh, who served on the bench for 24 years before taking on the role of Biden's attorney general earlier this year. Any thoughts, guys? Are you excited? She's only 50 years old. Of course, I'm excited. At first, I thought you said Supreme Court. And so I was I was like super excited because that would be great because we never had a Black woman sit on the Supreme Court. But even the D.C. Circuit she is, is this very is important. Supreme Court. Perspective Supreme Court nominee. Oh. Should a vacancy arise has been confirmed to the U.S. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I was like, who Right, died? they gotta die <laughs> on that thing. <laughs> but yeah, okay. No, that's great. I love to see. I'm glad that they're trying to get more diversity. It's needed. So. As long as she's not a BLM supporter or like on the, I don't know. Not when it comes to a BLM, when it comes to like the founder of BLM and what she stands for. Hopefully she's for black rights, but not, you know, pushing other Well, the thing about it is that judges, they are allowed to use their experience to help with their judging, but really they have to base it around the law. So, Uh, okay. um, 
you know, they have discretion, but it should be around the law. Should be. Any thoughts, Apostle? Um, no, I love to see, I love to hear it. Um, definitely need more diversity on there. Kind of wish this has happened after uh, back in November or October when we lost um, Ruth from the Supreme Court. Uh, however, you know, can't cry for spilled milk, but I am so happy for this sister. It's crazy that, you know, 2021, that she would be the first Black um, yeah. person crazy. on the Supreme Court. Black like woman, though. Black like woman, sorry. sorry. Yeah, Ezra Marshall was like woman. Thomas. So, because we have Clarence Thomas. Yeah. We don't really, we don't really count. <laughs> Nobody counts for really count him. First black woman. I'm so sorry about Mrs. that. First Thomas, I'm sorry. Let me put some respect yeah. in his name. But no, I, I think even for that, like it, that first black woman in 2021 would definitely, um, it says a lot about us, um, how far we've come. But um, yeah, I hope that she much success to her. I hope she gets a spot on the Supreme Court. So we need her. We need this sister. So all right. But guess what, guys? Juneteenth has become a federal holiday. So Ooh. Juneteenth is celebrating the end of slavery in the U.S. Um, I know it goes back to Texas when they first declared it. They told the slaves that they were free. So it is a federal holiday. So yay to those who have it off. But yeah. Are you guys excited? We got to celebrate it now. Like it's another cookout on our list of cookouts. Should we celebrate Juneteenth instead of just Fourth of July? We should celebrate, but um, there should be other actions um, combined with Juneteenth being a made a federal holiday. Lord knows I'm excited that it is a holiday, but I also too would like to still see some other legislations and laws that would benefit the rights of our people of color. So, yes, you gave us a holiday, but also we still need police reform. Also, we still need, you know, equal pay for people of color. Also, we still need equal housing opportunities for people of color. We also need, you know, justices and stuff. For What about the our Black brothers that's in, in jail for, uh, for weed, but we got all these dispensaries out here? So, you know, yeah, Juneteenth was a nice gesture, but I think we still have a lot of work to do. He would so. never be satisfied. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> because a holiday means what? Nothing. Because like, what do we all use any of the holidays for? We just use it as a break, like you said, cookouts. It's not like people are doing research about what Juneteenth means. It's not like people are being educated about it. And so I definitely agree with Mike. Like we need to do more because I think this is just like a nice way to pacify us. Um, but I don't appreciate that we're going to try to make Juneteenth into a commodity. But okay, I'm going to stop there. You got me all night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, it's great that we have Juneteenth. Let's continue to move forward. It's so, so dry, not satisfied. <laughs> and that concludes our church announcements. We're going to move on on tonight. Amen. So <laughs> tonight we have a little bit of an interesting topic. Um, let's talk about flirting to converting or flirt to convert. Um, I guess we should start with a definition. So does anybody want to define what flirt to convert means? So when I think about converting, <laughs> my mic got away from me. Remember? Stevie Wonder's mic got away from him. He was singing one time on an award he's show. Blind. Oh, he's blind. <laughs> so. <laughs> How did that happen? 
I don't I got know. YouTube it. Um, anyway, back to the mat, the subject at hand. When I think about convert, thinking about like trying to change over, trying to, you know, um bring into a um, new subject. So what is flirting to convert? Oh, you said flirting to convert. I thought yeah. you said what well, converting. Oh, sorry. I, yeah. I'm one deaf too in my old age. It's okay. So flirting to convert um is is to me is when you you be extra friendly to try to win that person over to Christ. You know, you might laugh, you might, you know, text message a little bit more than you would your regular friend. You know, you might send that good morning text, you know, uh, that good night text, but you really, you know, doing a little bit extra to win that soul over to Christ so that, you know, that might be your potential uh, mate. Um, Somebody sounds experienced. <laughs> He said, said that good morning text. He descriptions wow. oh, the saints do. The saints be sending good morning texts and good night texts to multiple people. We ain't gonna talk about that right now. Up but. to multiple people. Okay. First of all, don't be calling me out, apostles. Second of all, second of all. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Anyway. Oh Lord. So have y'all ever done it? Have y'all ever flirted to convert? Nope. No. Okay. Have you ever seen yeah. it done? successfully i should say no <laughs> i've seen that i've seen people do it like i've I've seen it where so i knew of someone um a friend of mine that was dating this person and they were going out to eat trying to uh, get to know one another but at the same time like it, she was trying to talk him into what she was what she believed when she was apostolic already she was already a you know believer he was like a of another de- um, denomination, like Stone Cold, like denomination. I'm not even gonna call out what he is, and I don't want to offend anyone. But mm-hmm. he was definitely um, of another uh, denomination. Like he just was like, I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere else. But she kept trying to like go out, trying to convince and stuff, until a point where he was just like, Nah, I don't want to do this. So yeah, I've seen people do it successfully, particularly with people from the world. Mind you, it was a certain process. So I saw them like bring them in, like bring them to church, I should say, and then just kind of like leave it alone. Like I don't know the ins and outs of their relationship, but the person ended up getting saved with the Holy Ghost. So congrats to them. But then they didn't end up staying together. So what that was a success. Let me ask y'all this. Do you feel like as as young women in Christ, do you feel like are you flirting to convert? someone so that you can you know be in a relationship with them later on down the road or are you flirting to convert to bring them into the kingdom of god i mean what other point is the flirting to convert oh. than to... <laughs> no i'm just saying i'm just being honest like okay there's a difference between witnessing <laughs> there's a difference between witnessing and then flirting to convert to me means there's someone who's potential but they might be a little bit of a project. They need to be fully brought into the fold or they need to fully believe the way you believe. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that, Clap? But yeah, no, there's no other reason to flirt to convert, right? Like you like them and you want them to be saved so that way y'all could be together. First of all, I mean, look, I forgot the question. I'm sorry, I got, it was the hot sauce that was like. And I was <laughs> yeah, like. He wants to, he wants to <laughs> the hot sauce. 
<laughs> like nonstop. Oh my God, this is my first time eating today. Sorry. It's all right. Sorry. Sorry, y'all. But um, what were you saying? What was the question? What was his you question? Saying, is it um, just for Women? being with them? Like, like flirting to convert? Because what if you're using your flirtatious, like, you know, your, your powers as a woman? Sensuality. You know? Your influence to just win a soul, uh, your influence that's a better mm-hmm. word, yeah, as a woman to win a soul to Christ, you know, just to win a soul. Maybe that's your way of doing that. That's not a typical tactic, <laughs> 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 I wouldn't use my womanly influence just to win a soul, but okay, <laughs> I'm just saying, I love the honesty tonight. I love the honesty because I, I was gonna say, like, okay, maybe we haven't seen it successfully in person, but what about in scripture? Cause that using womanly influence type stuff that was giving me like Jezebel kind of vibe, Delilah, and that's what it is. I didn't like that. No, seriously, like most relationships that I've seen that flirt, who flirted to convert with women, they are the Jezebel in the relationship. Like they are the controlling one. That's where I've seen it happen, and I mean, it looks successful, but it really is out of order. So, like versus what I've seen, actually, somebody that goes to your church, Mike. Um, <laughs> no, but it was successful. It was successful. She didn't, I wouldn't call it flirt to convert, but she just witnessed and just, it just so happened they got together because he came to the church and now they're members of your church. They got married and got a kid, but it's successful. It works. And I think, I don't think she never said she flirted. She just said, I was just genuinely trying to witness to him. I mean, he was cute, mm. but you know, I just witnessed to him, whether he come or not. Cause she witnessed to all everybody, you know, all different men women whatever but men so he ended up just coming to church liked her dated her got married got a kid and i mean that's the difference right it's like your motivation behind it like she didn't start off with the flirting her Mm -hmm. motivation was the converting and then it switched to flirting after the person was already you know established and like because people i'm sure they're like well what about esther and ruth in the scriptures or whatever i'll I'll say two things on that one i think it's easier for a man to use the flirt to convert tactic than a woman because women end up being the submissive person so it's easier for a guy to kind of woo her Mm -hmm. into our way whereas for us like we pull a nail. You start taking control of, yeah, yeah. It starts getting kind of murky. And then the other thing is Ruth was converted by her former husband, right? And then she decided to stick mm-hmm. around um, Naomi. So it wasn't really much of a conversion done there by sure, Boaz. Yeah, she was a Mo- yeah, she was a Moabite Mo- who was was converted by the first guy and she just decided she was still in the faith. So I don't think that applies. Esther is a little bit of a different story. It's a different situation. And they had a difference. I mean, she, it was not converting. It was more so the king was looking. He sought for a wife. Mm -hmm. So it's still the man doing it and leading it in that situation. And I have a question on that, but we're going to hold that. (laughs) We're going to put a pin in that. So should apostolics use this tactic in getting a mate what's you guys opinions should we be flirting to the word no don't have the energy for that no because <laughs> okay. i believe god will show you who you're supposed to be with at the end of the day we see god or supposed to be seeking god on like everything in our lives supposedly the bible says that you should concern him in all in all your ways 
So it's kind of like and acknowledge him in all your ways. So, I mean, we try, we should be acknowledging him in this area too and trust in him enough that he's going to reveal whoever we need to be with or whoever we're supposed to be with. And it's also your posture behind why you're looking for a mate. You know, is it to fulfill the kingdom of God or is it because you're bored as a Christian and is the next step is being a Christian is to get married and start having kids instead of you just, you know, seeking out God, you know, for what your purpose is. So it's just, you need to find someone who has that faith in that same alignment as you so y'all can join together to perform work in the kingdom. That was long, sorry. But I think that's an important aspect. No, that's good. I think that there is a spirit of loneliness and that's also steeped, I should say, in covetousness. Mm -hmm. Like you see other couples posting or something Mm -hmm. like that and you're just home by yourself and you're like, man, I kind of wish I had that. And it's kind of like, hmm. Maybe you're not ready for that. Maybe it's not a good time. Maybe the person that you're trying to make that with is Mm -hmm. not the right person. Or maybe, you know, you're still working through self-deliverance. Some of us need to get over some things before we're able to walk into a relationship with someone else. Or that person may be doing that as well. But that's a whole other segment and topic. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's a good point. So since you um, have been saved, like, have you ever been in a relationship with someone outside the faith? And if you have, like, was it a positive or negative experience? So, no. <laughs> no, only because, like, I don't put any titles on it unless you're in my faith. Like, we're not going to be calling ourselves a couple if we're not on the same, if we're not walking together, except they agree. Amos 3 3. <laughs> if we're not walking <laughs> together, then we can't be in a relationship. I'm not going to be texting you like that. Like, most of the guys that I do meet that are outside the faith, I always establish that, okay, we're friends. Like, you're my dog, you're my homie. And I start calling him dog and homie just to, reiterate that and talk to him about the faith because once again it's a soul thing whether he's attractive to me or not it's like i gotta share the gospel yeah no i'm mm -mm. because i'm i'm just a stickler for i'm old school i'm just a stickler for you know two months degree you know as far as like a relationship goes into a marriage like (laughs) and and just because both of y'all apostolic don't mean y'all compatible either come on come on just live from the Mecca. Amen. in Jesus' name don't mean y'all are compatible. Y'all are both compatible either because it's a lot of people, you know, oh, well, we both apostolic. We both saved. We both been filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah, but that don't mean that y'all were meant to marry each other. Y'all might just be, were meant to be friends. Right. Um, but as far as dating somebody like outside my faith, like, no, just because like, I think you have to be very, you have to be very careful. Um, about that because then you do have to find yourself trying to first flirt to convert or you know you get to know that person and then you know you get deep into that person but what if that person don't buy what you you know believe in or what if they're not really totally sold out that causes a lot of issues and you wasted your time and energy into this person i think that's a big deal when you're talking about both of you all must be in agreement with what you all believe you know, and I, I this issue comes up like a lot of people ask all the time, and I, I hate to slice it like this. Question comes up a lot of times: Can apostolic people date someone that's in the Church of God in Christ? We both believe in the Holy Ghost; we just separate on baptism. So that question comes up. But what are you going to do when you have children, or you have to, you know, bring offspring in, and then there's that separation? Right baptism or there's a separation of you know certain doctrinal stances that you might have and then that person might have what are you guys going to do then so i think you have to be very careful about like you know how you frame that you know and if you're a person that got time and energy to flirt to convert 
by all means. But I just entered 30. I'm not about to flirt to convert with, with nobody. Boy, you're going to be 40 years old, finally walking down the aisle. By the time know, they get... I'm going to be 40 <laughs> No, no, somebody's no. Uh, resort. Right. No, <laughs> I'm just saying, if you try to flirt and convert, you go out to be 40 because it's going to be... You got to wait for them to... Too much. Yeah. If it's of God... You're trying to change people right. in the nature. Let and the it's Lord like do you it. You can't do that. <laughs> Let God do it. It's Jezebel's spirit. It's in men right. too. Don't be trying to change people. Let the Lord do it. And if yeah. it's meant to be, it'll be together. And don't just speaking on that, so like I don't have much relationship experience, so there's not much I can say to this. But like I have talked to people like initial stages that were apostolic, but and they went to church, but they weren't really saved. Right. Look at Kate's face. But even that was work. And so I was just like, I can't. You know what I mean? Until you're a full-fledged believer. I think, because I, I think the question becomes, okay, when, like, I guess all of us is trying to figure out when is something unequally yoked. Like Mike talked about Kojic and apostolics. Is that considered unequally yoked? We obviously know that being a Christian um, being a believer and a non-believer is unequally yoked, but to what extent is unequally yoked? I don't know. If somebody's more conservative in the apostolic faith and they like feel like you got to wear skirts and wear prayer caps and blah, 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 is that unequally yoked to somebody who doesn't have those same beliefs and is more liberal in the apostolic faith? I guess that's just my question is like trying to evaluate certain things like are you unequally yoked or is it kind of like, let's just compromise type situation. My situation of talking to somebody who wasn't saved, that that's is kind of relevant. Yeah. That's, that's, unequally <laughs> that's unequally yoked. <laughs> Don't talk to anybody who's apostolic, but not saved because just because they go to a church yeah. that believes the way you believe does not mean. That they Trust me. Right. I've had my run in with that. Like I have a guy that's trying to marry me now. <laughs> and I'm like, you <laughs> go to church y'all believe in tongues that's great yay what about you though like you're not doing it you're not living it and don't think that i don't see that you're not doing it so and they don't call you after that yeah so they don't call even the guy that i talked to on and off not like that though but we're just friends because i was like look he don't talk to me like that because he already know what it's going to be to be about he already know what the conversation gonna lead to your soul Surprise. But Ron brought up a good point. Two apostolic people, one can be very conservative, one can be liberal. I know me, for example, and I think it's easier when you're dating a man that's liberal than if you were dating a man that's conservative, you know, and you might be as a female as a woman liberal. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like for me liberal. personally, you know, I'm I'm a liberal apostolic, you know, I'm liberal, y'all know this, you know, I'm liberal. Not like liberal, liberal, but I'm pretty liberal in a lot of my stances on things. Mm-hmm. Laid back is what I like to call. I don't like to call use the word liberal when it comes down to matters of the faith, but I will I'll say laid back. Yeah, but I, I've seen so where I, I've seen it where people were like some some people are so desperate, especially I don't know what it is about our apostolic churches where these girls are standing in line, ready to walk across the aisle. Like, I don't know what that's all about. And I understand, I think everyone, you know, if you desire marriage, that's fine. But don't do it because you see another person do it. I see this in churches all the time. You know, monkey see, monkey do spirit. Runs rapid in our churches, you know. They see one, you know, person get married. Oh, then the next person gets married. So 
I say all that to say, like, you know, don't be so desperate to get married that, you know, just because someone is in the same faith as you, you marry that person because you might be marrying someone, you know, that is apostolic. Yeah, but they they might not be totally sold out to it. They might be easily persuaded. They might not be rooted and grounded. And, you know, yeah, y'all both believe in the baptism in Jesus name. Y'all both believe in the tongues. Y'all both believe, you know, in, 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 you know, the Holy Ghost and repentance. But, you know, you might be dating someone that believe that you can still, you know, smoke and still be saved. You can still cuss and still be saved. And, you know, you might be very, so you have to look at those things and examine those things because that person ain't right for you either. And I think sometimes people like to do the bare minimum when you're talking about relationships and marriage. Oh, he, he is apostolic though. He, he, he got the Holy Ghost. He, but he ain't spoken to him since he first received it, you know, mm. or, you know, he, he, he claimed professing the Holy Ghost, but he gets drunk on Saturday night or she, you know, likes to smoke her weed, you know, on, on Saturday nights, you know, and got lead praise and worship on Sunday. So you got to examine those things. You know, those things will bother you once you get married. If you're married to someone like that, because you know who you're marrying before you marry him. You already know who you're marrying. Yeah. You know, and just because you do, oh, that they'll change. They'll get over there before. No, they don't. They're not going to change. You know, you're not marrying a baby. You can't, you can change a baby's diaper, but people you can't change. Yeah. I, I do agree that we ignore the red signs. I mean, the red flags, like all the time. I think to your point about apostolic women, I, I, like I said before, it's easier for apostolic men to end up in a relationship Apostolic women, we tend to be so like overregulated in church. I remember going to a single women's conference that was taught by a married woman, which was weird to me. And she was like, what do you do if like you're walking down an aisle and there's a group of men there? And I was like, say, excuse me, <laughs> walk by. And she was like, no, you go around the church. So that way you're not walking past a group of men. And I was like, what? Huh? yeah. And That's I was Yes, very. And I think that a lot of times we tend to overregulate women or like if you're talking to a guy, it's like, oh, why are you in that man's face? And it's kind of like, you know, what? Why are we dealing with this? And so I think that's why you get that when uh, one and also the ratio between men and women apostolic faith is different. Um, but that's why you'll get when a guy comes into the church like 50 heads turning like, who is this? <laughs> because like. It's a thirst. It's a overregulation of not being able to like just talk to people freely. And then I don't, I don't know. It's it's a lot of things. Anyway, so the question becomes like, why with so many apostolic men and women are we still flirting to convert? Do you guys think like it's an issue with apostolic singles not connecting? Like. Is it hard for us to connect? Do you mean flirting to convert or going outside the church to get a mate? Yeah, like why are we still going outside of the church to look for a mate when there are plenty of apostolics? Because the circles are small. <laughs> Everybody know each other. Everybody relates to each other. That, but that is true. The circles are small. Like me and Ron, we just had that conversation <laughs> the other Friday night. Yeah. And um, the circles are small. It's like, wait, what? You know, so it is is very small. And I feel like, you know, social media has has ruined, has has had a hand in ruining some of that as well. Because I think social media has given us a glimpse into what 
how people are because you know people post these statuses and it's like you know you can easily be turned off by the way that person presents themselves on social media Mm -hmm. um and that might not and social media is not even a glimpse of how someone really is in real life but because that's what we see we see that their social dna on social media it's easy for us to be turned off like you know, just so it's, it's a lot of different factors, I think, nowadays, like in, in this present time as to why that dynamic is the way it is. Well, I also seen a lot more apostolics connecting via social media. Like, I don't know about y'all personally, but I've been getting a lot of Facebook friend requests from apostolics I've never met before in my life. <laughs> I don't get yeah. that. Somebody got married through that. So just keep them coming. <laughs> they do. I don't know people about that. Do. No, people do. People meet up online. They're like, oh, you know, this person didn't end up being in the same circle. And then, you know. right. And that's the thing. Like, just because they're a part of somebody you know's circle doesn't mean you know them personally. So maybe we need to have like an apostolic meet and greet or something. We should. It'll be, be like dating. two men there, but it'll be Mike and his friend. <laughs> and that's about it. That's I'll, why I'll, I'll, I'll be hosting. I'll be hosting. Oh. <laughs> well, that's oh, all the men. <laughs> that's the problem there's no men in the church like bye guys that's yeah. the problem now that's why we gotta go outside Ron you asked the question I answered <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing I need some choices here I like to have choices dark skin light skin let me have some choices up in here wow I want to date them all so <laughs> all the colors what? All the darkest <laughs> of the dark to the light of the light. My Lord. <laughs> All right. Should the church be doing more to help apostolic singles connect? Yes. See, everything that y'all said, you know, I go again. It's not being taught in the church. The singles need to be taught not to to be con- not content, but to know how to cultivate themselves as singles before they get married and how to seek out their mate. Number one, because that's not happening. Number two, y'all got to do more outreach to get more men in the church so we can have some selections. That's a personal request from from clap. Number three, <laughs> <laughs> number three, like I don't know. I just ran out. I just uh, Ron, will you would you repeat your question just to make sure? I'm <laughs> I said, so the church do more to help apostolic singles connect. And Clap just went to the next one. What should they be doing? So she said, she put us a request. I think, I think they should. Like, I think it would be great, like, if there was, a, you know, more resources. Mm-hmm. Not resources, but, but the people get afraid of singles ministries, though. Like, I've heard quite a few single women say, I hate singles ministries. Like, I hate it. You know, please don't put me in a singles ministry because it makes me feel like low-key desperate or I'm, you know, kind of doomed to being single. But I think the way to do that is to teach people how to enjoy their singleness. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, if you, you know, if you're in a group or you're in a singles group or maybe you got a regional apostolics, if you're in the D.C. area, all the apostolics meet, we all take a trip. We all go out to dinner. You know, we all go to a credit workshop, credit building workshop. You know, we all, you know, learn different things that we can help improve ourselves. What's these faces for, KJ? I mean, come on. Come on. <laughs> talking junk under her breath. <laughs> they need the credit workshop. That's good. Yeah, no, but maybe have like a credit building workshop financial. because that, that that's a problem, a financial work peace workshop. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a problem within a lot of marriages now, you know, especially in church. Like people, you marry these people and he got a 400 credit score. 
you know, or you know, you got a co-sign for him to get that oh, 2003 no. BMW oh, no. that he gonna have to pay seven hundred dollars. Why 2003? Oh, why did oh, he co-sign no. it for that? And why 2003? <laughs> if we go, why is he paying like, that cash? <laughs> yeah. So, but I'm just saying. Oh. But this is reality, though. Like yeah. that's why. I think church the churches have to do a better job of equipping. I don't want to blame. I don't want singles. you to think I'm shifting blame on the church. It's no, not I'm what shifting I'm the blame. Claps, which she's shifting the blame. Because no, I think these things they just don't know to do. Well, you. What I'll say is they should know how to do it. Apostle, they should know only because like there's too many conferences out here, too many other churches that we fellowship with for them to ask the other pastors, "Hey, what are you doing for your singles?" Or, hey, what are you doing, you know, to help them? You know, it's just people think they know everything. The marriage, I mean, the, the pastor's married. So, I mean, he can only tell you up to when he got married. But times have changed. Economy has it, changed. It, it has. And I, I think, again, like I, like I was saying, like, I, I think there just has to be a better a better way of communicating and getting that information over to, you know, our single people in church. They don't like, care about us. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Well, like, they need to. They need to. Because that's they how you get they need, they need to. I like feel like the know. widows. And then my okay. A class to the I side. would like to see, if I'm a single person, I would like to see things like activities that take my mind away from being single. Like, let's go to, you know, let's, let's, let's go. We might go out to dinner, you know, but then, you know, let's go on a trip. Like, let's go on a cruise. Let's go, you know, to another country. You know, yeah. let's go, you know, to the gun range one day. Let's all attend um a like I said, a credit building workshop, home buying workshop, things of that nature. Let's go to all tour some homes. It's pre-COVID. Now you gotta be pre-approved to even tour home now, but we're not gonna talk about that. But anyway, um, but let's let's do those things, you know, and prepare ourselves. That way we are not looking dumb and stupid when we do get ready to jump into a relationship and we're ready to take those next steps and don't have to be like, well, you know what? I need three more months and I'm still working on my credit. Or, you know, I need four more months because I'm still in therapy. Let's bring a therapist, you know, to us a, a single session that can give us pointers on how to, you know, manage and deal with our mental health and how we cannot be so toxic. Because I think we are some of the most toxic people as young apostolic millennials we can be pretty toxic. Let's just be honest. You know, yeah. we can be pretty toxic. I think there's a lot of things that we can do as singles. Like, you know, we don't, we don't always have to go out to eat. We don't always have to, know you know, sad. yeah, we, we don't always yeah. have to do that. We could do things that <laughs> make sense, you know, <laughs> let's do a workout challenge. Yeah. yeah let's do work. Hey, let's, let's go. Let's, let's do workout. Let's, let's get in shape for your get in shape, you know, or let's have, you know, so I think there's a lot of different creative things to do. You know, and you they don't, they don't you don't have to call a singles ministry. It could be your young adult ministry. Cause how many married young adults do you have other than like the UPCI that's married? Right. So man, let it be singles because the, the youth ministry, I don't want to be 50. <laughs> All right. well, that's gonna happen well, if you continue to attend the Apostar Church. You're gonna be 50 and consider youth. Because so. I was gonna say that I think there's a difference between being millennial, like our age, and being single versus being like in your 50s single with like three kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then if we put everybody in a singles ministry, that can make things kind of more complex and complicated. Oh, what, for like single mothers? Yeah, mean? because, okay, imagine a single mother who's like in her 50s or 60s being in a singles ministry with a 25-year-old brother. <laughs> like, no, it's see, just, it's not going to work. That's, that's, that's the bereave. 
That's the single. That's the single and bereaved. That's the second. That's the other. I've seen that happen where you know you. I was twenty three years old, single, in the you know same singles group as the fifty year old, you know divorcee. Is that the right word? Yeah, divorcee that was. you know, that was single. And I'm like, well, what did we have in common? You know, like, uh, you know. So it should separate. That should be a mature, <laughs> but mature they, ended up, they ended up separating it after a while yeah. because it was like, what, we don't really have much in common. Like, you probably a little bitter, sis, you know. Um, Stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping it. Nobody needed to hear. But it. I think like I think that that's good. Like like I said before about the self deliverance. Like go through a course or teaching on that in the singles ministry. Like prepare people for that union, you know, in God. And you know, it's it's good just to have those foundations. And, and, and the motivation doesn't even have to be that it's preparing for the union. It's just preparing yourself to be a better person. Because, like, you know, in that preparation, maybe you will find someone or maybe you'll be susceptible to, you know, finding someone. Because I I think a lot of the motivation in church, I saw a meme that said this, that we don't get started until, like, we get married. And I'm like, I've been living my best life since I was born. I could drop and travel tomorrow. (laughs) What is you? (laughs) Exactly. Like, I've been having a whole play. What was your sentiment? The there was a meme that said like we need to stop waiting until we're married to start living our lives and I'm like I've just been living my best life since I was born so yeah me you know too. let's I'm, just I'm improve not who we to are. get married to to have fun like I I would do that now right um, right and I plan to I plan to I've married been doing not. it I'm gonna <laughs> go to Italy and France and Amen. You know, on the beach I love that yes I'm gonna be. with or without you you know with or without you so. Ooh. Okay. So I did ask us to put a pin in something and um, it was earlier um, when we were talking about women kind of taking the lead, especially with the flirt to convert. And I was looking it up and flirt to convert seems to be like more of a tactic that women use more than men, obviously, because like we said, there's no men in church. But in your opinion, is flirting to convert a form of pursuit? And if so, is it a problem when apostolic women do it? Yes, and yes to both questions. Okay. <laughs> because as a woman, you shouldn't be pursuing a man. And like I, like we said earlier, it, that's a setup for destruction because what you don't want to do is be manipulative and controlling going into the relationship. Um, and hopefully the guy will notice it. He will just wise up and be like, wait, why are you trying to, you know, force something that's just not, I'm not ready to accept. So it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a yes. It shouldn't, women shouldn't be pursuing anybody. So it is a form of pursuit. I think flirting and converting is, I don't think it should be done in that way. And then the second question was what? I said, is it a problem when apostolic women do flirt to convert or are starting to pursue? It's a problem because then you start focusing on trying to be cute and lascivious towards that person to try to draw them 
to what you believe as opposed to letting your lifestyle just do yeah I, I i think i agree with that sentiment because why not just witness just witness to them be yeah. a witness to them because and if you're being a witness to them anyway a you're showing witness. yourself friendly anyhow mm-hmm. you know so i would say like whether you're a man or woman like trying to further to convert just witness to the pre- pe- person and present jesus christ and if it's God's will for you all to take those things further, those, those things will fall into place. I just think sometimes, like, once you start to try to flirt to convert, you know, I think you kind of take the focus, you put the focus on you more than the focus on that soul being, you know, and potential asset to the kingdom. So um, I think you have to be careful with that because it's like we if we are com- we're trying to flirt with that person to convert them for our own personal gain and not for the gain of the kingdom, you know, the kingdom of God. And so mm-hmm. um, a lot of times that's that's selfish of us. That's because I, I would have to ask this question. Would you have would you have witnessed to that person if you weren't trying to holler at them? You know, would you have witnessed to them? Would you no, have said something Absolutely to not. Would you have said something <laughs> to him? Would you have, you know, but what if what if that was a soul and then that blood is on your hands? So I think you have to be really mm. careful with that um that flirting to convert. And it's very tempting to do, oh, I saw this nice looking girl in the church. Um, saw this nice looking girl, you know, the mall, like I'm gonna uh, go and tell her about invite her to church. That's all well and dandy, but would you, you know, have if you weren't attracted to her, would you have witness to her about the about Jesus Christ and the God you serve? So I think you have to be very careful that you don't end up, you know, showing favoritism, um, showing people favoritism about the God that's for everybody. It's for all people, you know, so. Right. I definitely think like, yeah, first to convert the motivation is already wrong. But then even in the context of like, apostolic women want to pursue like this is just something I want to talk about generally because I just feel like there was a time where I was around a lot of women my age and it was uncomfortable for me to be there because they just wanted to constantly talk about marriage and being in a relationship and I was just like you know let's talk about like sisterhood and you know serving God and it was just laser focused on men I want us to grow out of that you know there's a way I think a lot, a lot of the regulation that's happened in church and just people getting older makes them feel like they have to pursue now. And like, I don't want to see no apostolic woman down on her knee proposing to a man. I don't. And to me, it's equivalent to asking a man out. It's equivalent to parading around in a tight dress trying to get people's attention. And I shouldn't say apostolic woman. I should just say any woman. Like, you know, I think you don't have to do that. You can show yourself being available and open to pursue and not pursue. So that's what your hand without a ring is for. You see these hands, they're bare. <laughs> that shows. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't have, I shouldn't have to do mo- much more than that. No, she, uh, Ron made me think about something as she was talking. What you think um, about? And I'm saying this without trying to be rude, whatever. Oh, trying to be honest. Be honest. A lot of these men and, and, and women and men too don't have much more going for them outside of church, Ooh, you know. Cutting deep. Um, like you as yourself, you very successful young lady, 
you know, you got goals and stuff. You have a great career. All of oh, these thank you. accolades, you know, going on. But a lot of these women that you were probably sitting around and this, I'm not trying to be Kevin Samuels here because I'll say the same thing about these, you know, some of these men that I've seen. <laughs> no, but a lot of these people don't have anything going for them outside of church. Like church has always been there and nothing wrong with it, but you, you they don't have nothing else going on. Like I said, and they don't know anything. They haven't been culture. They haven't seen else they haven't been anywhere else Mm -hmm. so marriage is the next best thing for them in order to and it goes back to that meme you saw like that that's what they're waiting for the next best thing like okay i've been in church long enough okay i'm gonna go ahead and go to level two which is go ahead and get married have Mm -hmm. some kids whatever a lot of people look forward to those things instead of like you know it would be different talking to a group of people that might have a, a side hustle going on might be trying to build an empire, might be trying to, you know, might be in school, you know, all these other things. But a lot of these people, you know, are sitting back, you know, waiting for these things because they don't they don't have much else going on. And I don't know what made me think of that. But as you were talking, I was thinking to myself, like probably these young women, she was probably around, probably just got salt and pepper to bring to the table. That's just about it. So. Dang, with a garlic Dang. powder, with a <laughs> onion powder, with a sage, with a they might bring a little onion powder, garlic powder, maybe a little loud, maybe leaves. some thyme, maybe <laughs> we need some Himalayan sea salt if you go mm. with that's, Ooh, that's the salty, salty, <laughs> <laughs> but also, I, I think too, like there's something to say about why apostolic women feel that they need to do that. I do think. That on the other hand, because I don't want to sit here and bash apostolic women because I am one. But I also think that apostolic men are not actually trying to pursue. I don't know what they're doing. Because they're doing what Mike just said. Trying to build an empire. We hustling on the side. We hustling, doing all that. And then are they hustling? Like, is that I don't it? know. I, some of it is. For me, I'm, like, I think I for me, I'm hustling. I'm work holding out four jobs. Like, did well, God call not, you to hustle? Or did God About call three you jobs? Like, I'm I'm hustling. Securing. Are you hustling, or are you avoiding your at the world women that have the. Okay, because I've seen that too. I've seen apostolic men who talk, who are very much protective, overprotective of the apostolic women in their church, but they will not talk to them, will not date them, will not put them on, but they will bring a girl from outside who dresses in tight clothes, who's not modest, who has the long eyelashes or whatever. Ron, is that what they're doing? Is that what they're doing? Is that what they're doing for real? But I mean, it's not all of them. It's just some. Like, I've seen some that are just like, yeah, pastor, when the preacher was talking about you need to wear long skirts and X, Y, and Z, but then that's not what they're checking for. So, I don't know. Well, ew, I, I, that, now, that could get into some oh, real okay. other... I, no, 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 no. It has to be talked about, but I think that can get over into some other things because a lot of times, you know... People love the gospel of, you know, modesty and all that good. Nothing wrong with it until they have to go home to it every night. 
you know, or until they have to, you know, be with that the rest of their life. And when I say that, I mean like, oh, they look, oh yeah, pastor, talking about them long skirts, talking about no makeup. No, but then you will go out, either you'll be married to one of these women, but then you'll cheat on her with, you know, a woman that looks opposite of that, or you'll date someone and be and be doing God knows what with a woman outside that has all those things, long eyelashes, make makeup, all those things, whatever. But yet and still, you like, yeah, pastor, I believe them long skirts, all this other stuff. Yeah, we gotta teach modesty. That's not what you attracted to. Mm-hmm. And we love it when it's come. A lot of men love it when it's convenient for them. But at the same time, you know, you're talking about like, you got to go home to that and stuff. I think it kind of gets real to them. Like, oh, do I really want to go home to this and be with this for the next rest of my life and blah, 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 blah. So I think oh, that is a factor. I don't want to get too deep into this because that could turn into another, you know, podcast type. Anyway, deal. I want to go back to what Ron said about y'all avoiding marriage. <laughs> And claiming y'all hustling and doing all this and y'all avoiding You want to go back to what? Well, y'all, y'all <laughs> using the hustling and all of that. The fact I'm working, I'm trying to build on my credit, trying to build my empire. And my God. Avoid dating. I can only speak for me. Look at it. I can only speak for me. Oh, now we shut down. I can, I, I can only speak for me or that. Like, that's, I really don't. Because I don't, my thing is, like, if I get married, I don't want to go in, like, not being able to you know, do what I need to do. Like I need to be able to go in and be all set, you know, to lead the family, which leading, if if I had to lead them financially, I'm prepared to do that. Like, you know, if I marry someone and, you know, and this might be old school. One thing my dad taught me, if you get married, like, and she decides she doesn't want to work. It's on you, bro. It is on you. He, he got that right. Yeah. It's on you. True, but I think that's a false narrative that you have to have it all together before you. Thank you, Ron. Yeah, that's annoying. Because like, how who wants to enter? Who wants to enter a space when a man already has everything? Like the part of being a wife is to be a helpmeet, and so like, wait, wait, hold on. Now, if you got everything, (laughs) that's great. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. Okay, 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 okay. No, no, no. Because the way the brothers were raised at my church when I was growing up was when you get married, Mm -hmm. you need to have a house that you can provide for your wife away from your parents. And you need to have a job and some type of form of transportation. Doesn't have to be a perfect, it doesn't have to be a whole house. Like my dad, he put my mom in a trailer and then they got into the house. You know what I mean? Or my parents started off in an apartment. You don't have to start off with, yeah, Yeah. you don't have to start off big. But I feel like when I'm talking a lot of times to apostolic men, they feel like, or just men in general, they feel like they have to have everything financially covered. And it's like nobody expects that. Because right. you'll, you'll never reach that. You know, that's something that people don't get to see until they're in their 50s and 60s. So but I don't want to wait until I'm 50 or 60 to move into my five bedroom house. Like I want that to already be, you know, or that way, like you start a family, like you don't have to rush and be like, oh, we got to find a bigger house, you know, like let, okay, we already got our house, you know. But that's the thing, you like, how you know, with a five bedroom right? Of y'all? <laughs> no, first of all, <laughs> why, are you, like, why are you going in okay, buying a house? Make, okay, maybe not a five bedroom house, but at least like a three or four bedroom townhome, okay? You know, so you, but, I want to okay, live in a so, townhome, but you're also taking away the decision <laughs> of the couple making it, you know what I mean? True, you're true, true, like, you're, true, fi- you're finding things based off your own personal. But I do agree with your dad that a lot of times us women are working under a curse with the curse. We're doubly cursed because our curse was just to bear children. 
And a lot of men expect women to work. That's a different kind of conversation, but, or not work at all. They get to sit on the couch and be home, but you know, that's it. Don't be doing preferences, like that. Pre- They're not sitting on the couch. They out there not cleaning the house. Some of them. They out there managing the finances. <laughs> they, can you manage my finances if you don't know how to work? I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> what? See out here. See, this is the problem with these okay, over. I'm not trying to bash. I'm not trying to bash. I'm sorry. No. Um, but that's what I'm saying. I'm Man, don't be buying. Why y'all gonna go buy a house and you didn't even get your wife's consent or your future wife's? I don't know. I just feel like, what if I don't like the house? Right. That's, that's You're gonna sell lot. it anyway and you're gonna get one that I like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that house. Yeah, like, I don't like this house. I mean, it's nice. I'm glad that you got, you know, you got a house, whatever, but we selling this, right? I just posted it on Reddit. I'm oh, not Reddit. What is it? Redfin. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa. Ready. Look at clap, clap. Look at clap. What? I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, I'd be happy and grateful. Like, oh, you bought a house. Good. You're doing good for yourself. Yeah. I mean, hopefully I like it. I ain't gonna stay somewhere I hopefully don't like. Hopefully you like it. Yeah. Hopefully. hopefully. But yeah. Okay. Sorry. We, we got off topic a lot <laughs> tonight. My bad, y'all. There's, there's so much to say with dating while apostolic and how things go. That's so, what I'm saying. I just... <laughs> This is part one because we got some more stuff we got to dig into. Yeah, this is so, yeah, it's a lot. But anyway, Flirt to Convert, any final things to say on Flirt to Convert? Don't do it. it. Let the Lord do it. Seek God for your spouse. Period. Mike. Desperation does not come from the Lord. Come on, say that again. Desperation <laughs> does not come from the Lord. That's the title of the show tonight. Desperation does not come from the Lord. That's what I'm saying. He's a thirst quencher. So why Ooh, you thirsty? He's a thirst quencher. I like that I even better. That. He's yeah, a third he's thirst, thirst quencher. That's the title. That's the title. We go with that title show. That's really why are you thirsty? That's thirst all quencher. I gotta add. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, avoiding doing that is just helping you. People, people are not yes. projects. It's not like you flipping a house. You know what I mean? Because that's the thing. We take people as like we're trying to flip a home and then we don't realize it's the same way that they do on those like HGTV shows. I don't really watch them, but my mom loves them. And, you know, they start digging up the wood or something. They're like, oh, it's great hardwood. But then there's termites. They cutting out the cabinets and then there's water damage or something. Like once you start trying to take on somebody as a project, like you don't know what you're uncovering, what you're dealing with, and you're really getting into more than what you can handle. And so it's better to just give people over to God, give them over to, the same way we give kids back to God once they're born, like turn the person that you're interested in over to God. Don't be connected over to, to God. Don't, don't try to yeah. travel them along because it's just, not going to do anything for you. Yeah, just think about it. Like uh, they're going to cut your your power and your strength. They're going to cut off your communication with Christ. So, sorry. No, that's the thing. Like, imagine everybody, all the listeners, just imagine you taking on a person as a project and spending your whole relationship, your whole marriage, uncovering termites, uncovering mold down yes. in the and having it uncovered. And you just keep going deeper and deeper. Got to replace the pipes. You didn't spend all your time focusing on building this person up and not on God. You talking about people doing this right now in marriages for 40 right. 50 years and they still uncovering stuff still uncovering stuff 
Don't do you it. Hit the three year mark, and you want to call it quits. <laughs> Don't because do it, Lord. You didn't dig deep. I someone like, and, and again, <laughs> I can't stress this enough. You know, even if you know, other person might be apostolic, but find somebody that's spiritually compatible to mm. you. I cannot stress that enough because just because they're apostolic don't mean they have a prayer life. Don't mean they like to go to Bible study, you know, doesn't necessarily mean that they like to read their word. You know, you find someone that's spiritually compatible the way that's matching your energy and that can, you know, I, let me not use the word energy, it's matching your spiritual life and that can, you know, you know, help elevate you, you know, as a couple, not somebody's going to bring you down. Like y'all get married. Oh, I'm going to church tonight, honey. Oh, I don't feel like going. You oh, know, nah. don't don't. You know, yeah, you have to get someone that Divorce. is already running just as strong as you are from the jump. Like, so find somebody that's already spiritually compatible because you see that a whole lot. Like, people will put up a good game and a good front in the dating stage. You know, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like a job. And this interview. is why you have to use your discernment when you out here dating people. And a lot of people, yeah, uh, the world calls it red flags, but you you better use discernment. And, you know, and and check people out because a lot of times people, you know, will send a whole lot of, you know, smoke signals out here. And a lot of times we'll we'll miss it. So um, we'll give we don't miss it. No, we just ignore it. No, we don't miss it. We we ignore it. We we do a whole lot of ignoring it, whatever, because we want we want to fit in this narrative so bad that about being in relationships or you know being married. We want to be in this relationship, you know, be we don't want to be lonely, whatever. You know, we're getting older. Women, we get, you know, as as women, you know, you you're getting older. You know, I want to make sure I, I can still, you know, bear a child, or as a man, I'm getting older. Like I, you know, so I feel like time is running out. But I'd rather time run out than marry the wrong person. So, so I take it that, Mike, you, you won't marry a babe in Christ. No. You're looking for somebody who... You, lo- you hear that seasoned women Mike is looking for? <laughs> <laughs> if you've been around for a while... He's- I don't know well, what I'm Mike not gonna say. I'm, I'm not gonna say never. I'm just gonna say I'm not gonna say never because you never know what God might have for you. God has so much, you know, what plan He may have for your life. But I will say I don't. I don't want to go and marry someone that's just beginning. But if that's what God has in plan plan for my life, then that's what He has planned for my life, and He'll see to it that you know we don't cross. We don't cross each other up. But I think sometimes the beginning stages are the best ones because they're more on fire. They're moldable. They are. And they, they get are. you back on your fire. Like, oh, yeah. And they trying to, they got that impossible faith that you, you know. But you got to get through the phase of getting them there. Like, of them getting, you know, getting there. If they, if, you know, you have to try to convert them over. That's, I think that's the, the stumbling block. I no, I don't do the converting. Yeah, no, Lord. let the Lord convert, but still, mm-mm. <laughs> but still, mm-mm. I'm not opposed to it. You could be a babe in Christ. Clap will take you. I prefer season, but you know, people be overzealous sometimes, and they be misreading the scripture, and they haven't <laughs> gone through nothing. Like, there's a lot of things that come with being a babe. How you, how do you, how how that you not misreading it? How come? They it's possible. They could be teaching you a few things. Well, they don't, can. They can. Don't, don't, don't be doing that to the new people. I'm not. I'm not. Like I said, season, as long as, like like Mike said, as long as spiritually we're, we're on the same playing field, we're equally yoked. That's what matters. Yeah. And if it's God ordained, you're good anyway. So. Amen. All right. Music ministry. 
Amen. Music ministry. Praise the Lord, saints. Um, what have you all been listening to since you've been back from vacation? Uh, what have I been listening to? Nothing much. I'm listening to Kurt Franklin Love Theory. Oh! Brothers and sisters, I want to welcome you back to life. Back to the one that can make your next chapter your best chapter. Hallelujah. How can it be? I don't listen to the words. So no. Yeah, what else I've been listening to? Uh I love the song. Uh really, I haven't really been listening to much music in Tone. That's about it. Okay. Sister Ron. Um speaking of Chandler Moore, I've just been in... scandalous. <laughs> I just been all in the Maverick City album, all in it. You have uh, to. Their concert is coming. Announcement. I know. A Maverick City concert is coming near you. Check their tour dates now. Yes, do that. Maybe you'll run into Ron. Maybe you'll run into Clap. Maybe you'll run hey. into Apostle. <laughs> oh no, he's still. Maybe you want to say your future spouse. You Maybe you go to the Maverick City concert. That's how you could be found. Amen, okay. Shondo. Get out there. Come. On. But uh. Well, I'm gonna have her maybe lashes I'll find on. A wife like uh, Shayla Moore's wife. What? So maybe I'll find a wife like Shayla Moore's wife. <laughs> what that mean, Mike? <laughs> I don't know what that means. We gonna leave that right there. Twink? I don't know. <laughs> I'm joking. I am joking. He's not joking. He's not joking. Hey, so um, shall not want by Maverick City featuring Shayla Moore. That's a jam right there. That is a good one. Did I do Stayed on Him by Tyrion already? No. I don't go think ahead. I did. Go ahead. Okay, Tyrion, Tyrion Stayed on Him, um, the Isaiah 26 and 3 song. I'll stand firm with confidence till he comes again, till he comes again. I'll keep Oh, music this week. So you guys will be proud of me. I'm going to play a actual Maverick City song that I listened to today. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to it in the car. I wanted to give it a chance. You guys always talk about Maverick City. So this is church, old church basement. Yeah. And the re- reason why I really love the song because it told a story. It might not have been my story, but they were talking about how they brought the guitars out and stuff in the old church basement and I couldn't help but think in our old church basement, we were bringing the chairs and the pair of towel out for Tertarian service, all right? So this is why I wanted to play the old church basement. Singing, it's all I 
so that was Old Church Basement by Elevation Worship. Yeah. Um, music. The next and last song I want to play is Trust Him by Sam Roberts, Levi's Assembly. Trust Him featuring April Hall. It's a nice little offering song, you know, for you choir directors out there, praise teams and stuff. Here goes. So that was um, Trust Him by Sam Roberts. Shout out to my group I sing with Sam Roberts and Levi's Assembly. Our hymn this week, I've been looking for this hymn for the last year, the lyrics to it, and I found it. The title of the hymn says, Have you been baptized into the body? The word says, Have you been baptized in the body, baptized with the Holy Ghost? There is but one way to enter in it, just as they did on Pentecost. The chorus says, are you in the church triumphant? Are you in the Savior's bride? Come and be baptized in the body and forevermore abide. I'm going to go through verse two. It says, there is but one church bride or body, and into it we're all baptized by the one true promised Holy Spirit, though by the world we're all despised. Are you in the church triumphant? Are you in the Savior's bride? Come and be baptized in the body and forevermore abide. All right, we're going to turn this service back over to Sister Ron. Amen. I like that. You know what, Mike? I was thinking that when I have my funeral, I might want you to do like the welcome or something. Like you have the <laughs> no, right? or like you could read the obituary and be like, Ron's last word, something. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway... Um, any prayer requests, closing remarks? I have a closing remark, a special closing remark. Um, I just want to say thank you to Ron and Clap, um, for the great birthday, um, in California. Um, I told them, I was like, hey, I want to take a trip. Um, and they did not drag their feet about going they literally went ahead and booked their tickets that day um and you know got a flight there even though a couple of our flights got messed up we're gonna talk about that right now but god thank you for the flight credit um but i do want to just say from the bottom of my heart thank you you guys made me feel very special on my birthday i usually don't celebrate my birthday um, so this was a really special birthday, and I really want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Shout out to my cousin. If you're listening out there, I really appreciate you. Uh, he knows how much I appreciate him as well, dropping everything and just kind of making sure we were good out there. You guys were amazing. Um, you guys were patient. So I just really want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, and I look forward to many more p Baby trips. So Yay! Got another one coming up. <laughs> and your cousin is a great tour guide but um great yeah. the restaurant connoisseur 
Yeah, definitely. Ain't <laughs> good. Nothing good. Ain't good. That was nice. So, especially the dim sum. That was glut. Was you had us glut. Yeah, that That's was. I didn't think I was gonna like it. I was looking at y'all side. I was like, "Where are we going?" You can't but go I to really California and not eat authentic Chinese. I enjoyed it. I did. Like especially that eggplant is yeah, with the shrimp on that top. Was weird. And then the the fried shrimp ball. Oh my bomb. god! Like, so bomb and so good. Like we we're gonna come amazing. back. We're gonna yes, go back. we gotta go to LA next. We'll be back out there, California. We need a week. <laughs> we yeah, need a week. We need a week. So we can go to some churches out there too. I know we saw one PAW shout out. We saw you on that the San Francisco deal. Around the full house. It was a block down, two blocks down from full house. We saw y'all. You better keep on keeping them. Amen. Anybody else? Prayer requests? I like to pray for all of our strength in the Lord during these uh, tumultuous times. I like to pray for our government. I like to pray for our country, other countries, China. We lifting all y'all up all churches, all the pastors of these churches, all the dating saints that they find they made singles. Yeah, <laughs> Special prayer for them. Shout out to them. Singles ministry. Pray for them. I pray for their hope, their faith, and their perseverance. And this, this is a journey. This is a process. So I just pray for their faith and hope during this process because a hope deferred weakens the heart. That's it, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I thought it was a dream deferred, but yes. No, it's Same. in Proverbs. They oh, that, oh, I, oh, I was quoting Langston oh, Hughes. Oh, I wasn't, though. No, I was trying to quote the Bible. All right, Langston. Okay. <laughs> okay. Amen. Any prayer requests, Ron? Um, no, I don't really have a specific prayer request this week. I think you did a good wrap-up job, Clap. You know, just praying for the saints. That we stay connected, I think, too. A lot of people are still very um, lonely and feeling by themselves. And, you know, I don't know why there's, like, seasonal depression in the summertime because it's my favorite season, but it still happens. So, you know, let's stay connected to each other. Let's continue to encourage each other. Reach out to somebody you haven't talked to in a while. It's always a good thing to do. I be do. trying to, but say like, nah, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say Pray for my stamina and the faith. <laughs> I love that. Pray I, for my stamina. Yeah, because I be feeling I'm going to give up on people. Don't give up on others. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm going to tough folk off. But, you know, the, but God, the love of, Holy, love of the Holy Ghost. But proceed. Close us off. <laughs> Amen. So, benediction for tonight. Um, Bishop. Let the words in my mouth. I'm not talking to me. The meditation of my heart. Be acceptable in thy sight. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. My strength. My strength. And my redeemer. And my redeemer. And let all the people say. Everybody say. Yes, one last time. Amen. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. Okay, I think it's more than one, but love somebody, y'all. Oh, before we go, um, sorry. 
So don't roll your eyes, Claire. <laughs> We've been sitting on here this whole time. Um, oh, I just <laughs> thought about it. I was at a, a, a tent revival service last oh, Saturday. Yeah, someone came up to me. This young lady came up to me. She said, you wanted the pure babies? Oh. I said, yes. Are you serious? for the shoulder on the other collar. Congratulations. <laughs> like, I, I was like, you listen to the show? She's like, yes, I listened to the show. Um, so shout out to you, um, young lady. I did not catch your name, but I do want to say oh. um, shout out to you um, for listening Thanks. to the show. I hope you Thank you for listening. Thank you for being one fan. That um, one fan we got. No, we may put yeah. you on the show. We don't know. You yeah, gotta reach you, you out. Listen to us get up here and rant and rant and yeah. stuff. Every episode, half the time, we just be talking out of our heads, guys. We do. You know, just but anyway. I'm trying to get the Valentine's Day crowd back up on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to do that. But anyway, all right, y'all. All right, y'all. <laughs> I'm a pew baby.